All right. You am here. Sorry, I uh I wanted to move because I was just like in the living room and I was like, oh, I'm gonna go ahead and move now. So uh I'm just laying on my bed. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh but I know that I can still power through a podcast. Like I'm not exhausted yet. So I was thinking, yeah, let's do it. This game right. sucks anyway. I I don't have it on anymore. I wasn't it's really watching it anyways. Same. I was like really we won't even talk about it right now because it's like one of the most boring things, but uh, just to kind of bring people into what we're talking about off the start is uh, the NFL preseason started today. Uh, it's officially like people are people get like super excited about football, and this game was definitely not desirable at all. The Hall um, of Fame game, yeah, and we'll get into it later, but it's kind of yeah. like so you know what we're talking about. Um, I think we should definitely do music again because it was a pretty interesting week for music and I have another story again. So, All right. Yeah. I mean, you must have more than I do on music, but with that said, there's definitely, I have more to talk about music than I do sports. So it's just that time of the year since, mm-hmm. um, you know, like you were the only one of us that follows baseball and everything. So it's just that time of the year though quickly things will change <laughs> yes i mean football. we're like a month away from Football's our coming our third season's going to be starting pretty soon of top Lee's podcast um very true wow because yeah because like fantasy i mean really that weekend is like a month away i really need to get on the ball i meant to do that earlier this week and just kind of follow up because i mean if you've been listening to this podcast or if you know us in real life especially me um, I, I love fantasy football and, uh, we started uh, recording after doing our, our draft a few years ago. Um, and so I meant to, to go into our group that we're in to see who's in, you know, who wants to right. do it again, just to make sure that we have enough for the numbers. Do I need to ask anyone else? Um, it seems like the furnace fest one is definitely happening again and I'll play that one again. Um, I'm good. One is enough. One is enough. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely not my favorite, but I hope there's not two drafts back to back because like that's what happened last year. <laughs> yeah, so it would be nice if we didn't have two drafts. Um, and that week's great because I'm off for like five days, so I can do anywhere from that Friday night before Labor Day through Monday night. I can't Tuesday night because I'll be in DC, but if needed, I could do Wednesday as well. And that's that Wednesday would suck though, just because like. I don't know what time I'm going to be home from DC and I would have to input all of the players right. that night because, I mean, if we do the draft, because the draft would be on, um, I'm sorry, not the draft, but the, the football season would start Thursday. Right. So yeah. I'd rather not that day, at least if I get Monday night, even I still have Tuesday before we leave to input everything, even from the road. Like I'm on the road for like, like three hours from DC, give or take. So, I actually wanted to start with a positive story tonight because I know right. a lot of the time we have horror stories when it comes to vinyl and the sense of uh, like not necessarily pricing, but just things that happen, whether it be by, you know, sellers, um, sometimes buyer, uh, I'm sorry, whether it be sellers that we're dealing with or us sometimes as sellers, we, right. we have these stories where we feel like uh, Clint's uh, sphincter, like, oh, they're going to give us a bad review because um, this got damaged longly or something that you know something we've sold or or something like that and we've had plenty of experiences like where people haven't responded or we've had to file fraud claims 
um, personal, you know, like Discogs, regular users, I'll call them like say personal or actual businesses. Like we're kind of dealing in the one where I'm, I might start to cancel that Julian Baker seven inch from that oh comic shop. Oh my gosh. Show. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now they're saying like August or September. I mean, it's been saying like a year for a year. Right. And I think Over we pre ordered. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we pre-ordered like in the springtime of last year. And yeah. again, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty yeah, sure it was no, really it is. early. Yeah, it was springtime of last year. Yeah, and, and we're looking now, like towards the end of this summer, a year later, when it's supposed to release. I want to say it's probably August or September of last year. But yeah. this is a good story. So I know, so I, I have been wanting um, The Illusion of Safety by Thrice because I really do like that record, even if it's not my favorite record from them or second favorite for that matter. It's a record, record I do enjoy. And I think them playing Furnace Fest, I think that was the, I think that was, was that, that was the last year, it was the first year for Furnace Fest in 2021. Like, not the first year, but the re-imagining. No, it, was, the, it was last year. It was last year? Okay. It was last year. I don't, they played Saturday night, right? Or Friday? Yeah, Saturday. I think Saturday. Saturday. Whatever night you were there, right? Okay, I thought so. I, I didn't see that record again. I thankfully I'm getting to see Thrice uh, in two months where they're playing my second favorite record for them, uh, Artists in the Aliens. They actually the album that got me started on Thrice is that record. And I I really like that one a lot. But um, I brought it up because uh, it's a record I I have been wanting to purchase. Uh, the local record store when I gave my kind of uh, experience there had a copy. I just didn't buy it because I thought you know these this other record I'd have by Deftones. It's a it's a pretty good price on it. And I know I can find Thrice again because it's like just a standard copy that, that exists now. And um, there was a guy in one of the vinyl groups, uh, probably the Wholesome Vinyl Group, where, uh, and it, this is going to be very fitting in the name because uh, he was selling, he had yeah. like probably every variant of this record. Oh my God. Every yeah. variant. He had basically, he had almost, if not every variant of every Thrice. It was yeah. wild. Yeah, like a lot of people, I'm not a variant collector. No. Um, it would have to be either one, a great record, a really hard record to find from like a small label I really like, um, or just really liked the color or alternate artwork or something where I'd own two copies of a record. It's just not something I do a lot because vinyl is expensive enough. And I like a lot of different music and want a lot yeah. of albums on vinyl, but I don't need to have extra copies. Um, right. There have been some, uh, and I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast, I know I mentioned it to you, where like Broken Circles Records, it's a smaller record label um, that doesn't exist anymore. And something like that, I don't mind having two copies because it would be so hard to get anything from this label um, if my copy would get damaged or, or anything would happen to it. Uh, so I did buy backups of pretty much like every Broken Circles release that isn't like further seems forever or Emery or something like that was like a big record, uh, a big, uh, like a larger record company released it, but they just pressed it for a vinyl. Um, I had to think if I were at least sorry when I was talking right. about smaller labels, that cassette and I did <laughs> uh, more on that later. Um, yeah, we'll get there. But uh, so the illusion of safety, he had like every record. Um, and again, so there's some favorite records I have to get like Frank ocean. I recently was able to get, 
the the white version. It's just the white cover. Uh, it's the original cover that's like on the streaming platforms. Uh, and there's like a little bit of differences as well because I have both copies. But I love that record. That's like uh, th- there's like a question that's posed a lot of the times to people. Like you you could take I don't know how many. I think that might number up vary, but like five, three or five albums usually is take when you use the Desert Island you know, what albums would you take? Not like necessarily vinyl, but just if you could listen to five albums or three albums on a desert island, which ones would you take? And this would probably be one for me because I love this record. I adore it. And it, it holds a special place in my heart. Um, so, but again, I do, usually don't buy duplicates of records. Anyway, that being said, um, he was selling variants of Thrice and he had a lot of illusion of safety. That one just stuck out my mind and I've been wanting it. So I was thinking, well, if he has a good copy of it and I like the, the pressing of it, um, that's like different than your standard easy to find color, I might pick up one. And he had one that was a really good price. I, I felt like I think it was the second run of it in, I want to say 2012. Uh, there was multiple pressings during that run, but this one in particular was a white pressing with a signed like lyric sheet, like an insert, um, it was signed by everyone in the band. I was like, that's really cool. And it was 40 bucks. What? Which is a really, I didn't yeah, realize that's a, that. that. That's why, I, like, if it was 40 bucks just for the pressing, I would have, I don't really care for white vinyl. Yeah. So, I mean, it's fine to have, but it's like, it's such a boring color. It'd have to be like fit the artwork or something, or be a right. Christmas album or something. So, I was like, man, that's that's a good price to get something signed by Thrice, which would be more probably pretty difficult. I mean, you could probably get like a new record press, but this being a record I really enjoy, sign insert, 40 bucks, sounds good. And I think it might even been numbered too. I'd have to I don't have it next to me, but I'm pretty sure it might be numbered as well. So hey, first off, I sent him a message like, hey, do you have this record still? I might have sent one follow-up message the next day but i can't remember for sure but he definitely responded to me we worked it out i sent him the money no later than that evening so like within like a within like 24 hours the money was sent and everything and he did give me a heads up he said hey listen i'm out of town visiting family in another state um i won't be able to mail it and i think we were talking on a tuesday um it could have been a monday but he said i won't be able to mail it till next wednesday when i get back home that's fine i work um where I work Monday through Friday, I don't get off till five or I wouldn't be able to get to a post office until five and they close at four. So I can't mail until Saturday. Like I understand completely. So it's not a big deal. Again, vinyl is a long game when you pre-order and stuff. So waiting a week or something for it to get mailed and then maybe even an additional week for it to arrive. is not a big deal to me. So, um, Oh, the next Wednesday came and went. I never heard anything, but you know, I, I travel. Sometimes things come up. Sometimes you stay an extra day. Sometimes you get home, you get busy unpacking, and then you go back to work. What have you? You get, you just get busy. I didn't hear anything. So I was like, you know, no worries. But on Monday I was like, man, it's been like a few days now. Like if you were going to met Wednesday and maybe didn't, let's say we right. had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and now today's Monday. I just want to kind of just check in. So I sent him a message in the morning. I was like, hey man, I just want to pop in and just kind of see, we're at things like, did you mail it? Cause some people don't send the tracking. They just mail it. Um, I always try to make sure I send tracking, but I know everyone, you know, does that. It's a nice thing to do. Just at least let someone know you're working on your order. Basically always should. Do tracking. Yeah. I think that should be a rule of thumb. Always. Should I agree. Tracking. Yeah. Cause it lets you know, like, Hey, I'm mailing this out. It's not just like, you're not like in limbo and wondering what's going on. So 
didn't respond. And I think the next time I hit him a message was on Wednesday evening. Because two more days have passed. And at this point, been another week since, or a week since you said you're going to mail it. And I haven't heard from you yet. And I'm thinking, oh, man. So I did the thing that I normally do. And I, I again, I always try to keep things private at first. But if I haven't heard anything, then I'm going to go comment on the post and send you another message. Because I feel like this kind of maybe we get the ball rolling. Like, oh, other people are going to see this on Facebook. And you want to kind of like make good in a way. So... I had uh, posted on like, hey, does anyone purchase a record from him? Just, just, a little, <laughs> just a little manipulation there by Tyler. Which is because like, if you're not going to respond uh, to my message. It seems understandable at this point. It's like, did I just lose money? It's been like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's not a little crazy amount of money. But, you know, also I don't want to get ripped off. And then like a month later, I have to try to get it back or something. So. I posted on just a general thing like, hey, did anyone else buy a record on this post? And have you received it? Just kind of like just checking in because I, I did not heard anything yet on the post. I did look at the comments. If people were saying, thanks for the record, I got it or something, and it was all recent, then I'm like, oh, mine might be on the way. Um, And again, I also sent a message like, again, just checking in. Well, he responded, I want to say the next day on Thursday in a message. And he's like, hey, man, I am so sorry. He's like, and I got this because it's really busy work, so I didn't get it for a few hours. But he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I don't mean to, to be like, he's like, I feel like such a piece of shit. He's like, I am so sorry. I'm refunding your money, and I'm going to send you the record for free. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to do that. Like, it's oh, fine. Wow. Like, I just want to see the status of things. Right. And he's like, yeah. he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to send it to you for free. And I'm like, okay. So he did send me the money back instantly because I had it in there Thursday. So I was like, all right, that's cool. But then again, I'm not going to hold my breath either because, you know, it might just be a nice thing to say, but it actually ever arrives. And um, uh, I think a couple of days later, I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, hey, I just want to thank you again. Like, th- that's super nice of you. Um, I wasn't let you know. I, I did get the money back and everything. I for one, just wanted to comment and everything. He's like, well, I'm going to shoot. Hey, the record's nudge. going out today. <laughs> and he legit sent me the tracking like the next morning. And uh, I was like, I said like that real MVP. It's like a Kevin Durant meme and it's him getting his MVP, but he's like thanking his mom saying she's the real MVP. So I sent that to him. Cause I was like, dude, that's super nice for you just to send a record for free when you didn't have to at all. Yeah. Like, I was fine waiting. I just wanted a little update. Right. It's not even a big deal. And so, uh, I was like, we're well, the real MVP. He's like, well, if I ship the record and then it'll do a wiki thing. And then, but no, he did ship the record. I actually got it like a day or two ago. I uh, have yet to spend it because it's been a not a busy. It's been a relatively busy week, but I just haven't had time to listen to it. But I'm going to make a post, obviously, in that group, uh, and, may, and just I just shout him out because that is like a super baller, super nice uh, thing to do. Like he definitely went above and beyond any expectation I would have yeah, had from real. anybody. And <laughs> I know we joked about it and whatnot about how like my record comes like with a dent in it. And it was like a $16 record and I had a hard time getting a replacement. And this guy just didn't communicate with me for, for a week. I would have been fine. Just like, Hey, I'm sorry. I got busy. I'm going to send it up, you know, a couple days from now or something. Right. Would have been, would have sufficed, but no, he refunded my money and he gave me a free, you know, $40 record. Yeah. That's badass. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, all you really need is just a update or, and Mm -hmm. maybe, and I would say warranted an apology and reason of why the delay, but 
to get the record and your money back. That's pretty awesome. Just, just incredible. Like seriously, like that's what I want to shout him out and tag him in the post and be like, seriously, uh, I had someone else, uh, message me and actually it was the same day he re- responded to my message, but like, like he had already responded to my message and about like an hour later I get like someone wants to send you a message request. And so I, I accepted it and took a look at the, you can look at the message before you accept it. And I looked at it and he was like, Hey, he's like, I thought about buying one of those thrice records, but he's like, I saw where you were like, kind of questioning, like, did you get it yet? And he's like, I want to buy it, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. And I'm in communication with him. He doesn't want to like, he's like, I want to like, how was your experience? I'm like, dude, this guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he legit just refunded my money. He said, he's going to ship it to me for free. I was like, I, that's, you couldn't ask for a better transaction than that. Yeah. And, I say I said he still has to follow through with it, like the free record, but even if he doesn't, like he at least sent me my money back. Yeah. Uh, but I said, yeah, he's he seems like a real stand up guy, and yeah, he that's cool. He was awesome. So his name's Adam. I'm gonna make a post uh, over the weekend at some point in that group and just like shout him out because that's again super badass and super awesome. Uh, definitely. Uh, I know we don't have like a an award for like man that was a like stellar record job or something or stellar uh, record seller, but that, that deserves like a 10 out of 10 right there. That's, that's a plus work. A top play record sailor. Top play in record sales. There you go. <laughs> Maybe. A, yeah. I was going to say a top player. I was trying to think of like, uh, like what, what, like what the award would be, but like he definitely, he definitely earns, uh, earns that like for sure. Like that's probably one of the best experiences I've ever had, especially right. just the free record, but it looks awesome. It is again, it looks, really good it's in really really solid shape um maybe just a little bit of shelf wear on the yeah the jacket itself but nothing bad at all like it's right really really good um so from that record store before you dive like into the music like dude please for the love of god vinyl stop it stop ah! it i haven't bought anything this week dude it has been such a brutal like period that like it has I, I, Please stop. Yeah, it's been dropping like it's hot, like crazy when it comes to like records. So I'm grabbing here tonight to uh now I know the thi- the few things we talked about last week was like the MXPX. So there is uh, there are a few yeah. records that I have been wanting that um and I know one I talked about was the the uh Cold War Kids uh Find My Home. Is the name of the record. I definitely destroyed the name of that record last week. Butchered ah, it. Well done. Yeah, for sure. Overcooked it. <laughs> but uh, I ended up getting that when I, uh, on Friday at work, I believe, maybe Thursday. But anyway, it was used on Amazon for like $12.50 from Goodwill. Uh, when I got the record, they said there was a slight bend or something on one of the corners. I was like, that's fine. It's, not a big deal. Like it's not a record that if I would sell it would make a lot of money. Right. And really I I already sold it one time. I don't really plan on selling it again. Right. 1250 got the record. No joke. It said used. It's still sealed. Oh nice. Yeah, there is a very slight corner bend, but like it's not bad at all. And it's like hell yeah, it's sealed. I can't believe it. And another so that was awesome. And like I didn't expect it. And then another thing I had been wanting around Christmas time, um, the Bright Eyes Christmas album. I really had been wanting that. And that sounds like a very depressing Christmas. It 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 is. It definitely leans the more somber 
kind of uh, mood, but it's nice. It's a good Christmas album. Um, and next used to listen to Bright Eyes a lot. And so that's my first experience hearing that record. And I, I was like, it's pretty good. There's like a weird, they use some different instruments that I, in, in that record. Now, I've, again, I haven't listened to this one either. Um, but when I look for it, probably around Christmas time, probably like October to, you know, December range, it's always crazy expensive. It's like $95. Like it hasn't been repressed in a while. And the only copy that I found was like, oh, buy me, please. Yeah, it's a lot for a white record. It's like one LB. And uh, Vinyl Me Please did it on like a blue uh, variant, but it was, or it is, because it's not sold out. It is, I think, $42, which is a lot. And then you still have to pay for the shipping and everything, and their shipping is pricey. Their shipping is like $9 when you buy off Vinyl Me Please. So I had thought about pulling the, the trigger on a few records from them. Uh, and I probably mentioned them on here, but I know I know mentioned to you. The there's like a Casey Musgraves, there's an Earl Sweatshirt, um, Thrice, and uh, Bright Eyes. Well, I held off on Thrice because you know I bought this Thrice uh, when I got that uh, you know good deal, and then uh, Earl Sweatshirt. It is like a tan color, so that's fine, but it's not like big of a deal. And there is an indie exclusive blue. Which uh, will be his album sick. Yeah, sick. Eh. Yeah, I know you. I, I like it and will buy it on vinyl, but like it was $40 in vinyl me, please, where I can get it elsewhere for like 27 and then shipping. Or if I can find the right store, maybe shipping for free. So we have uh, two of those records off. And then Bright Eyes, uh, I looked on Discogs and someone was selling copy for twenty five, and I was like, "All right, that's pretty good. That's like a res- that's a reasonable amount for that record." Well, I get on Amazon, or I, maybe I do a Google search. I can't remember which, but I found one on Amazon. It was used copy for fifteen bucks. So I was like, "Guess what? I'm going to take a spin here and go ahead and, and just try my hand at this. Fifteen bucks is pretty good." I will say the jacket is definitely looks like a used copy. Like, yeah. you know, if you buy like a used old record, it kind of has that look to it. But right. I'm like, hey, it's 15 bucks. It's a record that I don't plan on selling that I'm going to bring out for Christmas. And it still came with like the um, the Obi strip at the top or whatever. It says Bright Eyes, a Christmas album. But nice. yeah, so another good score. Two good scores from Amazon. Really cheap. So that's awesome. Um. Another record I'd wanted that's a Christmas record, and this is the other one I could think of that I wanted for Christmas, was the second She and Him Christmas record. I guess it's the only other She and Him Christmas record. But it's not it's been pressed the one time. Right. And do you it, have the first one? Oh, I love the first one. It's better than okay. the the second one. The first one is classic in my opinion. I just love her voice, so but the I wanted the second one just because I do I do like what the music they do together. It kind of has like an old school like fifties sixties kind of sound to it sonically, and um, it's just a nice throwback. And it's it's a pretty solid Christmas record. But it's even pressed the one time. It's out of stock everywhere, and everything on Discogs is like a hundred plus. I think right now maybe ninety five, but it's like around a hundred bucks. And like I like that record, but not a hundred dollars like it. And I know eventually it'll probably be repressed anyway. But I happen to do a Google search and I find one copy at Barnes and Noble of all places. I guess they found stock somewhere would be my <laughs> guess because I know it was, I've searched for a Google like around Christmas time and it wasn't there. So, um, 
They had one copy for $30. It was $29.99. I bought it and was like, I hope this isn't the first Christmas record. Just miss, you know, I don't know, miss stocked or miss, uh, I don't know what you, like with your stock when you, what do you, you count that? Mislabeled, yeah, we'll call it yeah. mislabeled as as the second one. And no, it arrived. It's it was a brand new copy of the uh, second record. That and I went back to the store because I was like, I could probably get one and flip one if I wanted, but it was completely sold out. So I probably got one of the only copy that they randomly found in the warehouse or something. Um, but yeah, that came. That was like a no brainer buy for me because that's like a third of the price it runs. And then today was bad, dude. Today was today was bad. What that was, was just like last week. So um, my boy Jovan from Indian Lakes uh, side single solo projects. Uh, the new record came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think I was listening to it last week, and I enjoy it. It definitely sounds slightly different than his first record. Um, didn't do as much effect on the vocals as far as like reverb and whatnot, but I liked I liked the new record and everything. I'm de- definitely can't wait to listen to it again. There's a really good song called Sweetheart on there, and it sounds like there's an extra vocal that's not him. But I'm trying to like I'm dying to know who that is because I went and looked at the Patreon post again. I'm a Patreon um, for Joe Man because I just he's one of my favorite musicians and he's like very indie, so I like the bonus tracks too and the demos. So, um. He doesn't list another singer on it. And again, I don't have any album credits or anything to go by right now. So uh, anyway, all that to say, he launched vinyl pre-orders tonight. Uh, He did black, clear, and green. And I love green records. So of course, I pre-ordered the green. Reasonable, $20. And to boot, since I am a um, Patreon member, I get 20% off his store. I saved four dollars. I got a brand new record for sixteen dollars. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. And then the other the other ones from today, um I really like, and I'm gonna butcher the name, but we're just gonna call it the by the one first name or by the first two, because after that I lose count. But Hello Goodbye uh has a record called Zombies, Vampires, like Aliens Dinosaur, something like that. Like early and mid two thousands, hello goodbye. Yeah, oh six probably. I think they yeah. probably came out in oh six would be my guess. They're not a band anymore, right? No, it's just uh, it's just the singer, and I'm gonna I don't okay. I can't remember his name right now, but it's just him unless he tours with other people. But it's it's his project basically. But that got a pressing for the first time, and I I like that record. It's not it's it's definitely like a nostalgia record. Like I can put that on, and still like jam, like it's still a good jam. Out. It's not like a perfect record. It definitely has some immaturity about it, but it's still like, and as far as like the songwriting and stuff like that, not not necessarily like the the lyrical content or anything. But I like that record. It's never been pressed, and so they had this really cool pink, green, and white swirl um, vinyl, and I had to get that today. So my alarm was set before eleven. I stepped away from my desk pre-ordered that bitch like i had to have it <laughs> so i did get that um i somehow uh again scott was very very stand up for uh so he had given me a lot of rise against records uh when he was selling records uh for throwing like a really good bachelor party last year 
But my favorite record from Rise Against, I still don't have, which is Appeal to Reason, which he has it, but he just never gave it to me with the others. And so I'd asked him a couple times about it, but I also don't want to be like, dude, one, that's really awesome to give me those records. We didn't have to do that at all. Like, I just want to throw you like a bomb ass, you know, uh, bachelor party. But uh, so I asked him a couple times about it, but I didn't want to keep nagging or, or, you know, kind of like, Feel like i was just like hey give me that record so uh it's a record that i, I love that record so much but um it's good yeah I, I it's it's my favorite rise against record i like a lot of their stuff especially like their early stuff has a really good sound i love everything up to that and through that record it's just awesome but um really good punk sound kind of fast uh but that record is probably my favorite from them and it usually runs about 50 you know, sometimes a little higher, but like I never bought it because like he said he was going to give it to me and everything. But I happened to again do a Google search. Don't do. I think the record, he, the lesson here is don't do Google searches for records you want. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah, please, just don't do it. Save your wallet. But well, I, I mean, Google, you're finding good deals. So true. Yeah, when I can get a record basically sixty six percent off, um, and then the other ones at least at least half price. Uh, for the other two, uh, but Rise Against, I found it for twenty nine dollars used today on Amazon. I don't have it; I just bought it today. So I hope it's, it should be in good shape. It sounded like it was from the description, and the the sellers are usually pretty good about putting it on. And they had really good feedback, so I got a used copy for thirty bucks. So that's we'll see how that comes. Um, nice. And and the very last one, <laughs> as we wind down this splurge of like six records in a week. Um, I didn't really dive into this record much back in the day, and I don't know how I got onto it. I don't know if a song was on a playlist. Um, so I discovered, I don't even know what I was listening to, but then like this, like kind of like Euro EDM is what I would kind of call it. Cause it doesn't sound like the EDM of like the, the, early to mid offs when it was like Skrillex and stuff like that. So it doesn't have that kind of sound, but it has like Euro club kind of sound, which is a little different. Kind of like how I would call, I would call Romeo's music is kind of like Euro club. It kind of has like that modern, but also kind of, kind of down two thousands ish as well. I don't know. It's, it's really nice. It just like, and it sounds European. This isn't like American pop radio in the two thousands, but, um, I don't know if she came up on a playlist or what, but MIA uh, came up and it was from the, I, I guess it's pronounced ah. Kala, the record Kala. And I, of course, I know the song Paper Plants. Yeah. Most people that I have had that album. Like, you do? Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause I like Paper Planes. Uh, was the one Bucky Dunn Gun or something? Uh, there's a few others. Yeah. That's. I had never really listened to that record and I would honestly just judging by my even though I like that song and I was listening to other things not like pop punk related or like say warp tour scene or something I was definitely branching out more sonically at that point but I wasn't quite where I pick up this record and be like oh yeah this I mean there's there's just a lot going on for someone that's never listened to something like that but man I listened to that whole record I probably listened to that record like six to eight times this week in like the last three days. I adore this record so much because looking back, this record is so influential because 
once you see where music has come from and you listen to this record, which came out in 08, it has so many cool sounds just incorporated in the music itself. And I just think that's really awesome. Like there's so much going on. It's very interesting. Um, and you're right. This has a lot of like what you would call bangers on it. Like, I mean, a lot of people, but just like, just like these are like danceable beats. They're catchy. They're kind of like the lyrics are good. Like it's just a really, really solid record that I should have like been on back in the day. And again, there are like maybe a song or two, definitely paper planes, maybe a couple other songs, but I really didn't because back in the, I still, I guess was downloading music at this point and probably should have done it. But this is before Spotify when you could just pull up anything, at least give it a chance before going through the process of trying to find it online and download it and add it and whatnot. So I love this record. I always thought the vinyl me pressing vinyl me, please pressing. And this is really cool. It's like a neon purple and a neon green. And, uh, I looked on discogs. There's a copy. I made an offer on it and yeah, I got it pretty reasonable. I got for like, it's a record that if, if it was in stock is 50 bucks on vinyl me, please. And I paid $35 for it. No, $34 for it. Yeah. So yeah, I, that, I so quick story time after college. Um, there's this bar called Big Daddy's that I went to a lot of shows at in and out and after college. Very small venue, but got like a lot of good shows. Uh, but he also did dance nights, he called them dance nights. It wasn't really, really mm-hmm. dance and way too small of a club for dance. Uh, to be honest, but anyway, it's me and my crew, me and friends, we hung out there a lot. Um, and and Mondays were indie, he called it indie dance night, so it was a lot, it was a lot of like shiny toy guns, um, MGMT, a whole lot of 303, and stuff like that. And in my MIA got played a lot. So, uh, and, uh, and cause this album came out in 2007. So that it was, did, yep. yeah. So that was right around when I was, um, when I was doing it. So, uh, the, when I, I said, uh, Bucky Dunn gun, cause that's also a real popular one of hers. That was probably her breakout, but that actually was earlier. Uh, that wasn't on Cala, but anyways, I was the one before that. Okay. Yeah, so I knew, but I knew that song, and then obviously Paper Plays is on that. Boys with Jay Z uh, is on it. You got, um, yeah, a good bit of stuff. So, Bamboo Banga is really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> and the one with Timberland, the one that's on the very end of the track. Like I, I just, yeah, I love her her wordplay on it, right? And how she just like kind of really talks fast with some of the lyrics on it. But yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that one. She a lot. gets real fast, and there's a bit of a like. Um, Kind of like a, I guess you'd say maybe Latin uh, feel to a lot of the stuff too. But yeah, it's just a lot of really dancey stuff. So for me, it's a throwback to then. It's a little bit nostalgic for me too. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's uh, it's good stuff. So I um, I saw it a while back. Uh, it got back. It got put back in stock at tone vendor so i went ahead and just grabbed it i've only spun it like maybe once or twice but for me it's more it's good and it's a reminder of that time you know 
Yeah, you can definitely like I. It's very, it's very like at that time, it would have been very different. Like it reminds me a lot of uh, to a degree. Like it seems like it would have had a big influence uh, to a degree on Vampire Weekend because the very first, uh, I think it's a self-titled record, their first album, Vampire Weekend. Uh, it has a lot of different elements that remind me of that record. Yeah, it's a good one. I have not followed her that much since then. Same. I, I want to. I feel like politically, she's pissed off some people, but I could be completely wrong on that. But I feel like that something happened. But either way, that Kala is a very, very good, very fun album. And that 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 <laughs> I'll talk more about like other music came out, but that was like the whole uh, ton of stuff that that's why this week has been just brutal. But again, again, most of the prices and everything has been pretty solid on everything. Like the most expensive yeah. record I bought. Take a look at my list again. Yeah, no, I mean it sounds like you got a lot of really good stuff because of Google search. And everything was under thirty bucks. Like the most expensive record was twenty nine ninety nine, and that was I think Hello Goodbye and right. Rise Against for both that price, and that's not bad. So, yeah, pretty good, pretty good vinyl week. Even though it's definitely more than I wanted to, uh, to even spend on on records or anything. I have not bought anything this week on vinyl, uh, and I did get in uh, my home is where. The Whaler from Wax Bodega, and it comes with an OB strip on the top of it. It's pink. I haven't had a chance to spin it yet, but I'm stoked to have that. That's a band that's actually kind of like from this area, and I know one of the members. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of them. They're that kind of like newest wave of emo. So I really like them. This is their second album. I also know the guy that produced it. So, oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm, I'm stoked to have it. It's good. I, th- I recommend anyone check it out. Uh, again, it's Home Is Where, and uh, the name of this album is The Whaler. When you say that, it always makes me think of, uh, um, and it's, I think it's because kind of both taking from the same thing is the uh, the Hotelier album. Yeah, I've never really yeah. listened to them. I remember them coming out uh, with stuff Home like but... No Place is the uh, that record. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't think of it for a minute. Yeah, well, in this case, Home is Where is the name of the band. So. Yeah. But, no, they're good. And I know one of their guitarists. I know her. And then I also know, like I said, uh, I know the uh, the guy that uh, produced. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's that's really neat. Like, you'd like have someone like... Uh local like that that would be putting out like solid music and everything can't beat that at all yeah or maybe he just mixed it but anyway he worked with them he worked with them on the first one as well but anyways yeah so so yeah uh, my friend matt goings but yeah that came in and i think that was it for last week 
uh, vinyl that I've received. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, you know, we already talked about MXPX on the last episode. Uh, last week, I did pre-order on a Thursday. They did the drop on a Thursday. Uh, I got some, every time I die, uh, got a phenomenon. Because that's one that um, that I've never gotten. And I've always really liked that album. It's a little bit earlier in their career. And I've I've always been a fan of it. And so I was stoked to get it. And I was just like, why a Thursday? But it wasn't a bad price either. And it's one of those things where, like, since they're no longer a band, their stuff has definitely gotten more expensive. So mm-hmm. I jumped on it, made sure I got it. And then, sad story, on Friday, there was a B-Bod-Doobie 7-inch oh. drop that I just honestly forgot about. I just... I just forgot about it. I was at work and it was like, it had, I, I came to it like two hours late and it was already sold out. And I looked and from what some people said, it sold out in like 10 minutes, but it did say it was going to be a very special, uh, like limited uh, drop. So it was, a, it wasn't a many of them to be, to begin with. So didn't get that, but oh well, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I, like I said, I haven't bought anything this week. Got that last week, and that's pretty much it so far. So I've been good. I am curious about they're supposed to uh, apparently unoriginal vinyl have done several has done several uh furnace fest pressings, not all of them just from them like they normally do, but also like they just did for other bands that bands are gonna sell at Furnace Fest. But yeah. apparently they have done a lot for this year's Furnace Fest. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Did it say all- eight in their video? Because I knew you sent me the video and I watched it on Instagram. But was it, or was it like their story? I guess not a video, but it their, their story. Story. So I did can't it say eight or ten, something like that. Yeah, something like eight or ten. Like that's a lot. Now, again, they're probably only going to do like their special thing. They'll probably still only do three, would mm-hmm. be my guess. Uh, but yeah, so those are also like other people that are playing Furnace Fest that they're selling. Um, but we'll have to keep an eye out on what all that's going to be. Uh, they that'll did, be announced pretty soon. Yeah, it's going to have to be because I mean the festivals in a month almost, and a half, basically. Yeah, just almost a month and a half. Uh, they did message something the other day too that may have to go along with why some of the stuff that you saw was cheaper. Like more bands are getting the rights to their stuff. So they're not having to pay like a middleman or they're not having to like pay, like do it through the record label. So some yeah. prices are going down like 20 bucks, 25 bucks because the artists are able to just cut out the middle and just like do it themselves with someone like Unoriginal. N- nerdy uh, music corner. So I know a lot of like random, I mean, great. I work in the music industry, but I also like know a lot of like nerdy things about music business. Uh, because I just really like music business. And um, so we use Emory, for example, because it's like one of the easiest ones to use for me. So Emory would love to do probably a lot of the early catalog that was never pressed to vinyl before. It was like, it was still a thing, but it wasn't very regular back in like 06, 07. And so I'm only a man. Um, they don't own 
most artists, when they sign to a label, don't own their own music. When they sign the deal, they basically sign over the the music and the licensing to it. Not saying you wouldn't get in song lang- songwriting royalties or anything like that, but you most of the time don't own your own music. There are some deals where they have it for a period of time, or they're, uh, you're able to release the music, but it's still our music at the end of the day, um, depending on the type of artist you are. It just kind of depends, like, and if what you're willing to do as a band, some bands, they're willing to compromise a bit more. I always say, if you're a band, know what you're worth. Don't give over your song rights because that is like how you make money off of your music. Like that is it. So, right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's why Taylor Swift is now doing like her version of albums. Like, I exactly. Mean, that's the main reason because then by re recording them, she gets the rights to the re-recordings and all. Yeah, like in my example of uh, of Emery, like they would love to release that, but they can't just go release it, even though it's their music. When Tooth & Nail broke free from um, Universal Music Group, they gave like the certain ca- the catalogs a certain year, I don't know, like 05, whatever it would be, 06, to where Universal still owns that music, but they don't own anything else that they released when they went back to being independent. So Emory, um, if they wanted to release that record, has to go to UMG and say, hey, we want to press this album, this many copies, and you have to pay a licensing fee to do that. And so a lot of artists, kind of like you just mentioned with Taylor Swift, and of course Emory has done it, they will re-record the record because they only own that recording. They'll own the songs perpetuity they just own that recording of the songs so if you re-record it even if you do everything the same yeah i mean it's still going to sound different it's never going to sound exactly the same but even if you re-record it that's a new recording or consider a new recording so that's why taylor swift can do it and do her own stuff with the music and she gets all those fees i mean all the fees but all the uh revenue from it and again other artists can as well so yeah when you own your music you can go to your original and say, hey, we'd like to press this record, you know, and then get it done. And it's cheaper because you don't have to worry about trying to recoup, you know, $10,000. I don't know. It usually isn't that high, but like we'll pay you $10,000 and we're going to do X number of copies. And that's all you can do, too, because it's a, it's a contract. So you can't be like, oh, we said 1,500 copies, but we actually right. want to do 2,500. Like right. you can't do that. You'd have to do a separate one. So music business. <laughs> Sorry. Yep. Yeah. And that's why like prices can be more. So they were just talking about how like recently some stuff has been a little bit less. Like the MXPX one was less uh-huh. and uh, some others that have come out. And uh, so they were just commenting a, in a Instagram story explaining why you're starting to see that, which is really cool. It's a good thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Again, and, and yeah. And just like more, more good news. I feel like this is the good news, good news episode. Uh, like even like how we just brought Taylor Swift. I just want to like shout out to her for. Uh, I don't care what people think of your, her. You can like her, dislike her, whatever. But I think you have to respect the fact that she paid her road crew um, exponentially well with like a hundred k bonus. Like she spent like fifty million dollars on her road crew bonuses, not just the regular salary, but just gave them bonuses like the last night or so yeah. of the US tour. And that's badass to like, take care of your crew. Yeah, like hundred K really... to the truck drivers. Yeah. Like on that's, top of what that's they get. Incredible. Paid. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's just like, that's how you, that's, that's, how, that's how you should be as an artist. And that's like, that's her doing that and not like worrying about like a label taking care of it or something like that is just pretty awesome because that just one makes you makes one's going to earn you like a good reputation in the industry itself. And it's going to want to make people work with you and work for you. And yeah, like that just shows like she respects them. I think uh, right. not just like, Oh, you're my road crew. You're just the road, you know, Roku. She like has a lot of respect for them and their families and their lives or whatever. So, yeah, that sounds pretty cool to me, which is funny because it comes right after, um, Travis Kelsey, uh, took her a uh, bracelet and tried to give it to her, and uh, she she didn't meet with him at like backstage or anything. He wasn't allowed to. He didn't. He did not get to meet her. So <laughs> she's more of a cat. Uh, I guess I'm trying to think of their arch rival. I guess it'd be like more of a Chargers or a a Broncos fan. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, uh, maybe she likes the Eagles, you know, and they lost in the Super Bowl to them. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, she anyways, is closer to that part of Pennsylvania too. Yeah, but yeah, I thought that was really, really cool that she did that as well. I, I real quick, and then I'll uh, just, and then we can move on to like new releases. Uh, but uh, that reminds me of a similar story, which wasn't as highly pressed, but mm-hmm. when. Uh, one of the U2 albums, I was still living in Tallahassee when it came out. I think it was No Line on the Horizon. Maybe was it. It's a little bit more of a stripped album, so that sounds right. But they wanted to do they wanted to do like a tour with it, and they wanted to do a little bit more of a like an intimate tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like they because they do a pretty big production, you know, all in like arenas and stuff. So they wanted to do something a little bit smaller. But they realized if they did that then the whole tour would be smaller what's needed would be smaller and so that they would lead they would need a much smaller crew and it meant like like this giant crew that they basically pay for that make a living in large part just as being the crew for U2 when U2 goes on tour a lot of those people wouldn't work because they wouldn't need that size of a crew. So they didn't do a more intimate tour because they didn't want to, um, they didn't want to cut back on those people's jobs. They didn't want to have people that count on them. They didn't want to say, Hey, we don't need you this time around. We're doing something smaller. So they didn't want those people to, uh, to miss out on that pay. So they went ahead and did another normal, like really big tour. And that's like even with like how we talked about, I think two weeks ago, we talked about the writer's strike. Everyone involved just needs to be paid like a living wage. They, like the middlemen or the people, I don't say lower uh, in the scheme of things or something, because I think writers are important. I think that people that, especially when it comes to a tour, like those are your key people. <laughs> like, especially when you tour, like right. they, they really are helpful. But uh, like people like that, like everyone should be paid. Again, uh, here's me back in my soapbox. That everyone should be paid a living wage, right? And exactly. I'm, and, and I think like instances like this uh, are just a good reminder that, <laughs> I mean, you can take care of people, and it's not just the artist or not right. just the the label making money from this tour. It everyone should kind of benefit. 
from it. Right. Everyone should see something. So yeah. Well, and to use your example or, or to bring up the reference of like the writer's strike and now the actor's strike in uh, unison with them, the A24 is running. A24 Studios, they are working. They are in production. They are making, uh, they are making stuff because they are adhering to all of the requests of the of the unions so like the the actors and the writers they are they're adhering to everything they're asking for so they're they're not striking against them yeah and that's incredible i love that studio i know we had a little side discussion like not only are they doing really great things like this like i again a great great example of like taking care of everyone again that's the way that's what even like capitalism Right. It's supposed to be. Everyone should be taken care of. Yeah. Everyone should see something from it. Not just the CEOs. And then it just like you see like piss down at the bottom. You're getting right. nothing. You're getting the crumbs. It shouldn't work like that. Everyone right. as as businesses and things become successful, everyone prospers. That's how it should be. And so A twenty four, not only a great movie studio, which uh they have so much goodwill. Not just even because of this, but just goodwill of movies they've released. To have some have been just absolutely incredible. Even if it's a even if it's a movie, I'm kind of like I don't know if I'd like it. I would still watch it if it's a twenty four because I've never hated one of their movies. I've not loved it. I've been like eh, but I've never like that was an awful movie and such a waste of time. I've never done that with any of their movies, and I've not seen them all. Right, but I've seen a lot of them. Like I would say probably in fifty or sixty percent at least because they've done a lot. They have. Uh, I would have to go into some of their back catalog, but I mean that's just that's awesome that they're they're doing that and beneficial to anyone that's working with their movies because they're still making money and not you know suffering more right now. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean they're still a smaller studio, but they have been on the up for Mm -hmm. a while now. They definitely for the last several years have had a lot of buzz because they are making such really good stuff. Uh, a lot they're kind of considered the more weird a lot they do a lot of horror that's not all they do but they definitely do a lot of horror thriller and so some of the more kind of weird stuff but it's good i mean what that midsummer was midsummer yes. yeah that's what i thought mm-hmm. was, and i think what's was I'm righteous, say, well, i think it was was righteous. um not was uncut gems it was that's mm-hmm. what i thought yeah i mean that yeah. and that was a big movie you know so yeah. And they actually won. Uh, I don't know if you watched it. Uh, and I'm gonna, I'll be honest, I can't remember the full title. But do you remember the one for uh, Picture of the Year? Uh, Moonlight, I believe. Yeah, Moonlight. Um, it was like the coming of age story. Uh, it was the year that, uh, what was the musical that starred, um, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. La La Land. Yeah, it was that debacle with the Oscars that they said La La Land was one best picture, but when they got up there, it was actually Moonlight the one best picture. Uh, So they've won best picture of the Oscars, being a small studio, and they release a lot of like quirky movies. As I had, they do they do a good amount of horror, and they do quirky. And they they seem to allow a lot of artistic freedom to the directors and the creative people in that process. 
and they don't be like you have to do this from what i can gather because the movies are really sometimes out there but not in like a bad way like it's kind of like an entertaining kind of way or a fresh take i notice yeah i I agree so that's just kind of cool i mean this is a little bit of an out of bounds but that's just an example you know like of a company that they're doing well from all we could from what we can tell they're doing well and they're just they're adhering to what the people are saying so it can be done it is possible mm-hmm. so um i know this is we're out of bounds so we'll, let's just keep rolling uh i never asked you and i don't think i looked because i was still wanting to kind of go on sight unseen but um we now have both seen oppenheimer what was your take on it what do you think? I think we should save this for a longer episode. Um, but I could, I'll say I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. And very much a see it in the theater, in a good theater, 100% worth it, even though I didn't get home until after 3 a.m. It's so crazy late. Um the reason why this popped into my mind is because I was going to go see it on Friday. And when I started looking for tickets, uh, before 11, pretty much the entire theater was sold out. There were like certain seats and I was like, I need two seats together. So I, we got, I got in like the, um, the handicap section where like, if you have a handicap for the goes, you can sit next to them. So that was the section that had seats open. So, I watched it. The reason it came to mind is because A24 has uh, released a new horror movie called Talk to Me, which I know sounds kind of... The trailer looks very like silly. Of what I would gather is like a silly horror movie, but A24 did it. Um, I've read good things about it, and so like I'm, I'm in. I'm definitely going to watch it. Uh, I, I was going to go see it and do a double feature um, after Oppenheimer, but Oppenheimer ended like 30 minutes too late and I was afraid I was going to miss the beginning part of the movie. So I just did Oppenheimer gotcha. that night. Yeah. But I went in honestly not knowing much of any, like about Oppenheimer at all. Like I didn't look up uh, any information about the figure, like historical things, like other than I knew it involved the atomic bomb and like the creation of it. Um, didn't know anything heading into it. One, I got to say, wow, that was a large cast. I was not expecting so many people to be used in that cast as well as they were. And it was wild because that's like one of the largest ensembles that I can recall. Like one of the largest. I mean, there have been other times too, but executed very well given the large cast and probably some egos because of that cast, I would imagine. Um, Great acting. The acting in it is just top notch. Like I, I think it's really, really solid. Um, again, very enjoyable, uh, for not knowing this, it, it didn't seem like a long three hours at all, even though it was a long movie. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it and I can't wait to watch it again because I, just to get a better feel for it, it being a longer movie, not knowing much about the, uh, historical, um, narrative or anything myself already heading into it. It'll be nice to watch it again. Uh, I'll wait till I probably at home unless someone wants to go watch it in theaters again. But I definitely want to see that again for sure. But very, very much enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it. I would like. I do want us to do like an out of bounds about it, but we'll wait till maybe next episode because we okay. can talk for a while. 
I will say, and you reminded me, I need to ask my friend, but there's a podcast that apparently really talks a lot about him that's come out recently too. That I know some people have listened to, and I mean, I meant to listen to it. Uh, so I'll find out from my friend what that podcast is, and I'll let you know as well because it gives more of the historical and everything. But no, I oh, thought it nice. was, yeah, I thought it was very, very good. Do we want to do like any releases before we go on to sports? Yeah, I uh, I did a few screenshots just now because there were there were more releases than I thought this week. Um, I mean, like that I thought there was going to be like heading into the week. So a few of the singles I noticed that popped up for me. Um, Soccer Mommy did a cover of Soak Up the Sun, a uh, show crow song. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, I again listened to the Joe Van record. Uh, Thursday or Friday of last week, so I finally get to get my first spin with that. Uh, there was another uh, Romy uh, single released. This one called "The Sea." Again, I, again, I listened to it. I, I just can't be happier that I pre-ordered that record when I did because I I'm just gonna love the tone of this record sonically. It's just that Euro kind of like EDM kind of sound, but like very very good kind of club sound. Not really maybe EDM, more of like Euro club. Uh, Mitski announced a new pre-order. Um, Bug Like an, An-, An Angel is a song, the first single from it. Um, I threw these out to you. I listened once to the new Post Malone record, and it's very weird. It seems very acoustic, uh, very strange, more of like a singing album versus like, and I wasn't like see- expecting like a rap album or anything, but kind of. So that was different. And then uh, that's my take on it. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to listen to it again to give a better take. Um, and then the other one I just want to kind of just touch on because I haven't listened to all of it because it is a longer record, but I'm diving into it and I, I'm finding certain songs about it enjoyable, but the new Travis Scott record, Utopia, um, there, there's a really good song that has Bon Iver on it and it sounds really saw almost like an indie track or something um but i'm still getting acquainted with that record but it did come out and i've listened to like the first we'll call it the first half of the record a few times and the back half maybe like once so i need to really get familiar with the record before i comment more on it um definitely not as catchy as i think the last record actually released was astro which i looking back i do really like that album a lot but this one i still not where i sat with it but it did come out uh, it was another on the radar. And then the last thing that came out last week is why I said I'll save this for later. Um, I received an email when I was at work saying least released a new EP. And I knew it was like the final EP because the band is broken up. But it's the EP that I think they already had two or three songs out from it. <coughs> Sorry, I should have definitely muted that. Um, but uh, they uh, released a five song EP. And you keyed me in that they uh released a cassette ver- or you know pre-order for it which i did not know and did or later this week because i noticed i was like this sounds somewhat different um not in a bad way but i just noticed there are a few things sonically about it that were different on power blazer which is just an awesome track uh it was i know one of your top songs from last year and it was very close to making my top list we both love that song but I noticed a few things that were slightly different. Like when I heard it, I was like, it sounds slightly different. So I compared the two tracks 
and they did just a little bit of different mixing on it probably or a little bit of different um mastering on it to give it it's not it's they they toned it down just a hair as far as like the volume so if you listen to like the single version and then go to listen to the ep version you'll notice definitely with headphones in but you'll notice there's a slight difference to it like they turn down the abrasiveness a little bit, not in a bad way, but just they turn it down just a hair. Um, but I really like the EP, uh, really like this band, and it just made me miss that. Like I more than likely won't ever get another release from them, and it made me sad because this is a band that when right. I find a small band that I love, I root for them to find success because there's something about this band that I think is incredible, and the lyrical content, and then. Um, I'm pulling up right now. Uh, the song that really got me was "Sitting in the Best Light." Like that song is just really, really, really good. Yeah, it's a really, and, really good song. And Which, just like when you—that's the, the name of the EP as well. So it's a five-song EP, and that's the name of the EP is "Sitting mm-hmm. in the Best Light." And that's that the lyric, the lyrical content of that song is just wild, and, and like in a good way. Like it's just like for, for me, just found like. Uh, that one is a, a lot of the, the lead singer um, d- dealing with becoming trans and like telling someone else and just like just hearing the the story or just like feel like you're only getting a, even like a glimpse or a part of it is just it was just really moving for me in the morning because I listen to that song a lot but I mean I listen to this thing at least three times in the morning on Friday it's short it's great I love it I had to have it on cassette even though I don't jam out cassettes a lot I just I love this band. I have the seven inch, uh, a power blazer and, uh, uh, Alex and and Pearl. I probably said that incorrectly for that first name. Maybe it's Drady, but, um, yeah, so I, I love this band. Uh, I'm going to miss them so much, <laughs> but it's a very solid EP and I highly recommend everyone go listen to it. Um, you're muted right now. Just a heads up. I see your mouth. It's on it's on Friend Club Friend Club Records, which we love yeah. also. So yes. yeah, definitely uh support. Uh I'm also sad that they're that they're ending, but I look forward to what uh the main songwriter and singer uh I believe their name is Taylin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh what what comes next, because I'm sure music will continue. Uh, but there's another track on there. It's the fourth track that I don't think I had listened to until this EP came out. Uh, Glamazon, if I'm pronouncing that correct, it's G L A M A Z O N drone. And that may be the heaviest track on the EP. And it was like, like it's uh, much more of a banger. Like, but it was, I really, it caught me by surprise. It's really, really good too. Yeah, I remember you you messaged me about that track because I was like, when I heard this, I was like, dude, this is way better than I expected. And now I just miss this band not being around because this is just quality stuff. I loved the, uh, I guess it was two EPs that were on the vinyl, um, but both of those were really good. This actually, I thought, showed a lot of growth in songwriting and just... Yeah, man. I mean, this. I think that. I mean, again, I don't know what happened with the band. Like, there could have been something internal. I don't know. Even just personal matters. Sometimes you just can't continue on. Sometimes in in projects and in bands and stuff like that. Right. I get well, that. I know Taylin is moving. Okay, or that's, has that could have been, moved. 
either is moving from Florida or has already moved from Florida. And so that probably, I don't know that for certain, but my assumption is that's playing a role in least ending. Yeah. I mean, that definitely makes sense, especially since it's it's not like they had like a ton of traction. I mean, you can still definitely record not in the same area. I mean, we do that every week, but it's definitely possible but I know like it would have been a lot harder from them being a smaller band and not having like built up a following or like, but I mean, they were, in my opinion, projecting in a very good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, just noticing what the, the material and stuff they were releasing, how stronger it got. But I love the CP. It's not, I'm not saying it's going to make it, but it's definitely on my list for end of year. That's how much I love the CP. So I don't know if it'll be strong enough or there'll be enough material there to make it right. on the albums of the year, but it's definitely going to at least, you know, get at least on the list right now in, in August. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. I also had, uh, uh, so Bethany Cosenti. Cosentino. Cosentino. Cosentino is lead singer of Best Coast. And Best Coast, I don't know if they're officially done or just on indefinite hiatus now or what. But so Bethany released a, a solo album for the first time. Uh, and I've listened to it. It's definitely a summer album, in my opinion. Definitely has a good summer feel. To me, it's I I described it to you as she took off the like uh, new surf rock a uh, uniform of Best Coast, but she still got on like the surf rock t-shirt. So a good bit of the tracks still have some of that surf rock feel, but not to the not to the same degree. It still definitely feels like a singer songwriter album, and then some of it's a little more poppy, kind of chill. Uh, but I think it's good. The, I've listened to it two or three times, and it's grown on me every time. Uh, I'm not saying it's amazing, but it's good. It also kind of reminds me somewhat of that of uh, the Joy All album. Uh, that came out a few weeks back I, that I do really, uh, really like. Uh, yeah, from Janie Lewis, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it reminded me of that a little bit too, which also to me definitely feels like a summer album. Uh, but yeah, so this one's pretty good. Again, the name of it's Natural Disaster. Uh, and I like it. It seems like it's a good bit of her being vulnerable as well, uh, talking about stuff. So uh, I thought that was worth mentioning. Ah, I accidentally hit play uh, on my phone. Uh, another one that I just want to mention real quick, our buddies uh, Feral Vices dropped a an, another single called Black as the Sea. So everyone check that out. That is the third single off their newest upcoming EP. And so yeah, Black as the Sea. It's good. Uh, a lot of people say they sound kind of like... Um, Queens of the Stone Age. I don't ever. I've not listened to Queens of the Stone Age much, so I don't make that comparison because I don't know it enough. But I know you've made that. But I like it. I think it's good. Uh, also, um, we were gonna do a touch in on Ward's. Uh, like, oh. What? Yeah, I forgot about that. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, let's not do it now uh, just because it'll take a while and I'm getting tired and we still want to do a tiny bit of sports. Uh, but so we're not going to do like Ward's update on making 2023 more of a wrap. 
uh, year, though I will say it's happening, but we can dive into that more on next episode just for sake of time. But with that said, Tobey Nwigwe has a single that's for the uh, upcoming uh, underrated uh, the the documentary on uh, Stephen Curry. And so he just dropped a single this week that has a music video with it called Little Fish Big Pond. It's really catchy. And uh, Stephen Curry's in the music video. So that's kind of cool. I don't know if he's actually rapping or if it's just him lip syncing uh, to it with while well, Tobey. I think it's Tobey's doing the rapping and he's lip syncing, but it's still good. It's a really cool music video. Uh, so I definitely recommend checking that out because, again, you also get to see some Stephen Curry in it. But but it's a good one. And I mean, that man is just exploding. Tobey is just exploding now. He is all over the place and I love it for him. But <laughs> to be doing this, that's pretty big. And like he oh, yeah. and I think it was he and Nos had a song on uh, the new Transformers movie. I think I think something like that recently. Oh wow, so, that's big. Yeah. So yeah, like the man is making some waves. He and his crew. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm double checking right now. It's uh, yeah, the la- on the last Transformers movie, which I have not seen, there was a track called "On My Soul." Which I think I listened to at least once, but it's Toby Nwigwe, Nos, and Jacob Banks. So that came out a few weeks back as well. So yeah, so um, that's a good that that's a good rap track worth checking out. Now I know tomorrow I'm going to have to listen to uh, uh, "Soak Up the Sun" by Soccer Mommy because I didn't know about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, I, I saw. Um... I probably well, I guess it was in my my list, so I would have noticed it. But I bought something off of Bandcamp, and when you do that, it always sends you an email anytime that artist releases something new. Um, sorry, <clears throat> I had to mute that. I just realized that I it's IPA day today, so I had to get my IPA in. <laughs> so I, I had a brand new beer in the fridge freezer, chilling, and I forgot about it. And I was like, "Oh no, it's been an hour and twenty minutes." Oh, <laughs> so, well, good on you getting that. <laughs> yeah, it's not frozen. It's not frozen. It's like a beer slushy. No, it's not not at all. It's liquid still. It's really cold though. <laughs> Nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. Bad. Podcasting. I didn't know what you were doing. It's I funny because like I was trying to unmute and it just wasn't unmuting. So And it's it was funny because like I'm watching you struggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With it just because you're like I could tell you're hitting it and it wasn't unmuting. Um but yeah. Uh, so I wanted to go gra- grab that real quick, but uh, nice. I mean, <clears throat> you're if drinking, we have time, you're swallowing. No, I, no, I was looking. I have a. I was usually write down some things that we discuss, so I know what to one put in the extra description, and also um, what also if there's something like I wanted to mention prior to the episode, so. I'll give you my sports stuff that I have, which is yeah. very brief. Yeah, I don't have much uh, either. I mean, this is going to be summed up in sentences. I'll throw the floor to you, and then in, depending how you feel, we can see where we want to go or take it. So right. for sports, the Pirates made a few trades this week. It was the MLB trade deadline. Um, I don't have a lot of opinions on the different trades made. Uh, it seems like that the Rangers and Astros have improved their pitching rotation. Uh, getting Scherzer, 
and um, Verlander, respectively. So I think that kind of uh, boosted them in the ale race, probably the two best teams, I would imagine. Um, and then the Pirates made some good trades. I felt like it sucks losing Castro. I mean, he wasn't great, but he's pretty good defensively a little bit. But they did trade him for a left-handed pitcher who doesn't seem to be great from the Phillies. Um, they might have wanted to get some younger players some minutes. I mean, he's young too. He's not that old. He's like 23, 24. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer for me trading him. It made sense to trade Carlos Santana, even though I didn't like it. Um, and they also made another trade where they got rid of Rachill and G Man Choi, who's been pretty solid. Uh, when, when he hasn't been injured, he's been injured a lot this year. Um, but he, he they made a trade for a left hander. Uh, I'm sorry. I think he's a left-hander. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Jackson. Uh, shoot, uh, Jackson. He play, actually played with WU uh, baseball. He's a pitcher. Gotcha. So it'll be interesting with what he does. And they got, I think, two other prospects uh, as well. One being a shortstop, and I can't remember the other position. Um, we'll see how they do. So I mean, they got younger. They're going young. Um, tonight they lost. Uh, well. I turned it off and they were down 14 to one to the Brewers. Whoa. <laughs> and I feel bad for my grandparents because they don't get AT&T Sportsnet to watch every game. And uh, this was a game that was on Fox, like broadcast TV. <laughs> and there's like the first Pirates game they've gotten to see, like maybe one of the first ones all year. And they just got the doors blown off tonight. Like it wasn't even a game. Uh. And the worst part is they led 1-0. <laughs> Whew. That's rough. And yeah, going into the second inning. So I think I turned off about like the eighth inning or something, and it was 14 1 or so at that point. So um, football also started tonight, is my last thing. Uh, the the Hall game of Fame was, game. Yeah, the game deserves as much time as I'm giving to it because, like, how you weren't interested in it, like, I kept looking down my phone, I kept doing things on my phone, um, and not really paying attention to the game. I don't even remember, even though I brought him up, is it Maud Mond? They had some random quarterback playing for the Browns. Again, I don't like Deshaun Watson um, because all the announcers wouldn't say it on NBC. Fuck Deshaun Watson. He's a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One person I will not be drafting for my fantasy team. Uh, It's just like no one wants to talk about it. That's what is kind of frustrating to me is because I get that they probably want to focus on the football side of things, but at the same time, like... You were terrible last year. I don't. I don't think you should probably put this player in a good light. Like, yeah, he's good. Like the good old days. Like the old Deshaun. Oh, you mean the old Deshaun that like sexually assaulted people? That old Deshaun. <laughs> so, I'll get off my soapbox now. Just right. saying, no. I don't like him. Yeah, um, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. Yeah. So uh, again, it wasn't a good game. No, not many starters, if any, played. Um, no. Yeah, it, it was very boring. Um, and I didn't pay much attention to it. So that's the review. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. The pay Steelers much... play next week, though. And I will be watching that on Friday next week. That, that I, I get into. I didn't pay much attention to it at all. I didn't even turn it on until a good bit into the game. Uh, I had it on my laptop while I was watching the first episode of the new season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation because I am obsessed. Uh, with uh, Jersey Shore ever since the pandemic. I never touched it until the pandemic. And really? I was on lockdown, so I watched it. It was on, like, all the time. So I watched it. 
And anyways, I uh, will say this though. The last thing I knew, it was 16 to like three or 16 to nothing New Jersey Jets. And I just looked up the final score and it was 21 to 16 Cleveland. And like in the second half, it was like 16 to nothing or 16 to three New Jersey. Um, no, sorry, New York. I always want to call <laughs> I was going to correct you. Yeah, I know. I always want to call them I mean, they, uh, Jets. They do play in New Jersey, East yes. Rutherford. So you're yes, they not do. totally but, wrong. <laughs> but still, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, I'll admit. I, um, I will fall on that sword. That was pretty bad. But yeah, like it was, they were, they looked like they were in control from just checking the score. And then at some point, Cleveland made a comeback and won 21 to 16. Yeah, I wasn't they, interested in the game. You know, I think it's cool that they do it, but they got to figure out a way to make it more exciting for fans. And it's hard when, like, none of the main people play. It really yeah. is. Now, this, the reason I even, like, I probably won't watch another preseason game. Let's say just have it on like I did tonight, other than the Steelers. Now, the Steelers I like because I can get familiar with some players we signed in the offseason, some rookie players. So that I do like. But outside, and that's just because they're the team I root for and can get into it for that reason. But outside of the Steelers, I just don't really care for preseason. Um, I'm now shifting into fantasy mode. Like I've listened to a couple podcasts this week about fantasy football. I've started glancing at my magazine that I picked up over the weekend. So I'm kind of leaning into that. I'm, my toe is no longer dipped in the water. My I'm at least ankle deep in the fantasy football world right now. So it's happening. Yeah, nice. Um, the only other thing I really have for sports right now, because there's not much, we're still waiting to find out what's going to happen with Damian Lillard and all of that. So there's nothing really other on um, NBA news or anything. But uh, the Women's World Cup is still going, and uh, mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, had a draw their last game. Uh, this that was on at 3 a.m., so I did not watch it. Um, but they had a draw with the Netherlands and 0 0, nobody scored. So they, but they made it into the next round of 16. So they play this coming Sunday at 5 a.m. our time. Oof. I, yeah, that's rough. I might try to watch it just because, but I don't know. Probably not because it's 5 a.m. Uh, but they play against Sweden. So um, hopefully we will get a win out of this one. But yeah, they are in, still in the World Cup. That's, uh, it seems like it's tougher competition this year uh, than in the past. So we'll see what happens. But hopefully they'll have another win when it's all said and done. They're a much younger team this year, too. Uh, but yeah, they are in the, the round of 16. They'll play this Sunday. Um, I really like their jerseys this year. They look kind of cool. I don't know if you've seen the white jerseys. That's what I'm seeing them wear the most. I've seen at least twice. But I like the uh, the color explosion kind of thing on yeah. them or whatever. It looks kind of cool. No, I think they look good. Uh, that's a nice fit check for you there. Too. But no, I agree with you. I think they look good too. So That's crazy. Like I think their youngest player is only like 18 or 19. And then their oldest player is like much older it's like 20 years it's like a 20 year gap well is it ripping isn't she like 
she's like gotta be like mid thirties, right? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's up there. A lot she may them. be the oldest on the team, but I I don't remember now. But I know I saw it. They were talking about it. The game I got to watch, and it's like I think it is something like a twenty year gap from the youngest player to the oldest. So there's definitely some more youth on this team. So I know this is the the most because we've mentioned on the other episodes, like when we were leading into the uh, Women's World Cup, that like the U.S. is actually really good at soccer when it comes to the women's world cup like they're really good but this team isn't as good as the other like at least the last three world cup teams the u.s has brought to the table probably not they're good but again they're also very young yeah and that's and and the coach is different too i heard he's like kind of questionable like he he may not be around for like the next World Cup, just kind of depending how things go and his lineup decisions and everything could affect that. Again, I'm I'm not like this, um, yeah, soccer uh, expertise over here, but that's just kind of like what I've been hearing and reading and whatnot. And so I've gotcha. been, I didn't know about that even. I'm definitely in. not soccer expertise either, but I didn't know about that um, with the coach. But yeah, I mean, hopefully they'll still win it out. I mean, they're still obviously good, uh, so. And there's they still may be considered like the favorite, but it's more it's a more of a test this year for sure. Yeah, it's definitely like even if they're the favorite, they're still like it'd be like later Tiger Woods career where like, yeah, he, he's probably still the favorite to win, but there's still other people that can come up and challenge and possibly win. Kind of like how this this year's shaping up for them. Yeah, I would agree. Um but I'm rooting for him, definitely. Okay. I might, like I said, I'm depending on like what I end up doing over the weekend. I might try to catch, wake up and catch that game. We'll see. I can so, tell you with 100 certainty that I would not be away for that game. Yeah, I figured not. <laughs> I could, I could watch it on replay or something, and I would definitely do that. Um, yeah, but like it's, it's, uh, I because I couldn't go back to sleep would be the issue. Like if I could easily just fall back asleep at seven p.m., uh, seven a.m. or something when well, it's over or seven thirty. I usually wake up a close to seven anyway on Sundays because I usually go to an eight thirty church service, eight thirty in the morning. Oh. So, so yeah, so it's not that insane of a of a time, you know, like wake up earlier for me, but it's still early, so we'll see. Uh, but. I don't know about you, but that's all I got in sports. Oh yeah, I'm 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 sport I'm sports out when like for uh, information and everything right now. That's all I have. Yeah, I mean, uh, like like we were saying at the top, this is the slower time for sports for us. Mm-hmm. Though very quickly that's going to change, and we're going to be talking to NFL a good bit. So, oh yeah, that's like um, so Labor Day is the third, I think, this year, third or fourth, because I have that that. Um, that concert, like right after, so that's that first Thursday, which is probably like the sixth or s- sixth or seventh, is the first football game. So we're only it's technically the fourth right now of August. So we're about like a month and a couple couple days out. So it's definitely like not far away. And I know with fantasy that kind of like really pushes me into it like full force because of uh, just trying to keep up with the different players. Um, I have made a list, though, kind of like how uh, I mentioned that I just would never draft Deshaun Watson. Like, he just is, like, out in my book. But uh, I did draft a list of players that I want to draft. So, 
Yeah, those those guys I'm kind of keeping on the list, and then uh, we'll see. I had get even, a fancy draft. I hadn't even really started thinking about it. The only thing, I, the only thoughts I've had so far is like, will I go hard for Lamar again? Um, it's definitely a, a maybe at least to go for Lamar, but that's about it. Uh, that's really the only thoughts I've had. Um, they to to give you like a bit of insider info. Well, I get that insider information because I'm not that connected, but just what I've been hearing is a lot of big things are expected of Lamar this year because they have a new yes. offensive coordinator, right? Who uh, was at Georgia for the past couple of years, like four years. And so they think that he will have a good, with more weapons on offense receiver wise than he's um, ever had. Yeah. And a healthier um, JK Dobbins. Um, they think that he could have one of his better years, like maybe not QB one, but like top five, like he, yeah, it's definitely very possible that he is um, has a very good season this year. Yeah, I've heard. I've, I'm thinking that too, and that's what I want for him. He's still one of, if not my favorite player. So, well, yeah, that is all I got. So next week we're going to catch up, and we're going to do well uh, unless something crazy happens. Uh, you know, within the now and the next time we record. Uh, we'll plan on doing the hip hop catch up. Just like a yes. brief little check in, mid, just slightly past the midpoint to see where you are with your hip hop listening. Right. Um, see if you've uh, given Drake or Travis Scott a listen yet. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I'm not taking hey. Travis Scott after Astro World the uh, the concert <laughs> the, after that fiasco. I'm not not touching that. Nope. Not gonna happen. <laughs> and uh yeah we'll see where you are with that and then uh i don't anticipate there being a ton of uh sports again between now and then unless something crazy happens in the nfl or uh nba world uh baseball is pretty simple when it comes to pirates so yeah we'll definitely check in on that and then um i like like this time of year uh i like to dive more into music topics that we can add, add in addition to like, you know, some new stuff and some vinyl stuff, but also like just like some music topics that maybe we don't cover uh, when there's like too much sports. Cause we have had those episodes a good two hours. And so, uh, yeah, some of those that maybe you could uh, dip into and whatnot, but, uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's what we'll have uh, for you next time. Sounds good. All right. Top plays. Laters.